cracking, dabbled in crack, gun packing, nickname Medina, made the scene of Manina's. From gym class to in glass, pass off a global, the only nigga with a mobile, can't you see like total, getting larger and wasting taste, ain't no telling where this spelling is heading, just in case, keep a shell at the tip of your melon, clear the space, your brain was a terrible thing to waste. Enterprising, I ain't have to be in school by 10. I then began to encounter with my counter parts of how to burn the block apart. Break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections. Some use pipes, others use injections. Syringe sold separately. Frank the deputy. Quick to grab my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing. To protect my position, my corner, my layer. While we out here, say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man. Take a better stand, put money in my mom's hand. Get my daughter this college plan, so she don't need no man. Stay far from timid, only make moves when your heart's in it. And live the phrase, sky's the limit. was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh -huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh -huh. While niggas flirt, I'm throwing tigers on my shirt and alligators. Uh -huh. You want to see the inside, huh? I'll see you later. Here come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh -huh. Wow, why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh -huh. Here come my intuition. Uh -huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh -huh. Here comes respect. Cruise your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man, I big man, they never try. So we roll with them, uh, stole with them. I mean, loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch, the milks with chocolate, the cookies, butter crunch. 
I was wrong, I got my point across. They depicted me the boss. Of course, my orange box color make the world go round. Plus, I'm fucking bitches at my homegirls now. Start stacking, dabbled in crap, gun packing. Nickname Medina made the scene of took my Nina's. From gym class to in glass, pass off for global. The only nigga with a mobile. Can't you see like total? Getting larger and wasted taste. Ain't no telling where the spelling is heading. Just in case, keep a shell at the tip of your melon. Clear the space. Your brain was a terrible thing to waste. Enterprising, I ain't have to be in school by 10. I've been began to encounter with my counterparts on how to burn the block apart, break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections, some use pipes, others use injections. Serene sold separately, Frank the deputy. Quick to grab my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing to protect my position. My corner, my layer, while we out here, say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man.
bitches at my homegirls now Start stacking, dabbled in crack, gun packing Nickname Medina, made the scene of took my Nina's From gym class to English, pass off for global The only nigga with a mobile, can't you see like total Getting larger and wasting taste Ain't no telling where the spelling is heading Just in case, keep a shell at the tip of your melon Clear the space, your brain was a terrible thing to waste Enterprising, I ain't have to be in school by 10. I've been began to encounter with my counter parts of how to burn the block apart, break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections, some use pipes, others use injections. Serene sold separately, Frank the deputy, quick to grab my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing to protect my position. I'll corner my layer while we out here. Say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man. Ah. Oh god. Man, what is going on, guys? What is going on? <clears throat> um Yeah, man. How's everybody doing? How's everybody doing today? Well, <sighs> Man, we got a we got an interesting we got a very interesting we got a very interesting week of news here today for you guys. As you guys know by the title, Triple H removed leaving, however you want to word it. The board of directors, man. I know we're on thin ice in the wording department, but however you want to yeah. word it, that man is not going to be involved in the board of directors um, after the TKO merger. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. We're going to jump into that first. We're going to jump into that first. Roman Reigns. Bruh. Roman Reigns coming out of SummerSlam. Injured. Hurt. The tribal chief is down. And we got news on Bray Wyatt, man. We got a news on a bunch of other things. We have a pretty loaded week um, A news yet again. I wonder if this beats last week. I don't think so. No. No. This week, no. Uh, this week it falls around 18 stories reported by not... The Notorious Heels podcast. Um, but anyway, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we got we got we got another pretty we got another pretty loaded week of news here today for you guys, man. We got a bunch of injury updates, man, and stuff like that. So it's uh, <laughs> so it's gonna be an interesting week. A lot of good stories here today for you guys, man. But like I said, after we hit this intro, bro, we're gonna talk about Triple H 
Triple H referred, well, we're going to talk about his media scrum too, because he was asked a pretty interesting question on there. Um, and then um, the big news that everybody's talking about, man, Triple H removed from the board of directors. He will no longer be on the board of directors. We'll go into that. We'll go into, uh, um, at least I've had a, a, a bit of time to think about it man there's um there there's there's red flags for sure and there's also uh things that uh don't make it too bad but you know obviously there's uh the the big the big the big uh red flag vkm so that's uh we'll get into it man we'll get into it it's definitely very interesting man um it's definitely a very interesting thing going on in the world of professional wrestling but i'll tell you what bro when I seen that article, the first words I seen were Triple H leaving, and I I, I said no, yeah, it's done, it's over. Um, bro, that was the first things I that was those were the first three words I seen, and my heart dropped. Um, because I was like, dude, there's just there's no fucking way. Um, but literally, thankfully, it wasn't. Um immediately what came to my head um was that that man was just full-blown leaving the company but dude i'm telling you bro first three words i seen man triple h leaving and my heart dropped i said no fucking way um yeah man but um but other than that other than that man other than that uh yeah what is going on guys what is going on we are back with yet again another edition of the Notorious Hills podcast and episode 174 of the news, um, of the news here today for you guys, man. So, if this is your first time watching, guys, do not know how the show works. Every Monday we are on here with Notorious Unscripted, and every Friday at 4 p.m. Central we are on here with the news, man. And if you guys did miss this past Monday's edition of Unscripted, was this the best? Was this the best episode of Monday Night Raw all summer? We've seen a pretty, pretty fucking good episode of Monday Night Raw um, this past Monday from uh, from Minnesota. Um, and, and it was a very good episode, man. We talked about all that. We talked about the pretty mid edition of Dynamite 200. This week was definitely oh, yeah. a lot better, but boy, Dynamite 200 man. was pretty fucking mid man um and we got we got another uh, another interesting episode of dynamite to talk about this week with tony khan's um infatuation all of a sudden for women's wrestling he loves oh, see dude, it awesome. he loves it man he loves he's it. all the money in it yeah he loves it he loved to see he loved to see tony khan showing us how much he truly values women women's wrestling all these main events man got main events flying out their fucking ass in that women's division man um so yeah i don't think he grasped the concept of book the division better that doesn't mean just throw them in the last time slot whatever that's just a pretty excuse to turn off the fucking turn off dynamite fucking 20 minutes early for me <laughs> yeah and, and you know she is already off to her uh, her workhorse reign, you know. Oh yeah. I know you're stoked about it. I know you're stoked to see oh, her so just wrestle. That's it. No storylines because they're not needed, you know. According to some people, storylines. Mm, who needs them, bro? All we need 
is some good old fashioned wrestling. That's all we fucking Sweet, need, man. man. So storyline too. Just a story merchant, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah, story merchant Sirkay is un- unreal. Mm-hmm. So it's a crime. So, um, yeah. But if you guys did miss his past episodes, uh, this past Monday's episode of Unscripted, um, that is available for you guys on all platforms, man. Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and if you want to see it first, join us right here every. Monday, after Monday Night Raw for Notorious Unscripted Man. Like I said, talked about a pretty mid Dynamite 200. Uh, a fucking fantastic, out of nowhere, fantastic episode of Monday Night Raw. It's very good. Um, and and stuff like that, man. So, um, you know what dawned on me we forgot to talk about? Because Collision was kind of just there. We forgot to talk mm. about fucking Christian Cage kicking his fucking daughter out of the arena. Oh, yeah, I think we did, bro. That shit was goaded, man. Man literally kicked his own daughter out of the arena because she wanted to hold the title, and she didn't win the title, man. Yep. So, in a, <laughs> yeah, in a nutshell, his daughter goes to grab the fucking championship, and Christian Cage says, what are you doing? She's like, I want to hold your belt. This man tells his fucking daughter, did you win this title? Bro. <laughs> <laughs> So he tells her to go find his mother, and then he tells security, security, get her out of the arena. She doesn't have the proper credentials. I fucking love this man, Christian Cage. I I absolutely hate how, like, I'm assuming to AEW fans it's because the title's not defended. But to me, I love it. Like, this this is honestly some of Christian Cage. This is some of my favorite work of his entire career. Like, genuinely. This man is a gem. I'm telling you, man, this shit is gold, man. This man, he's 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 one of the best things in recent in recent times, man. Oh my god, he's he's fantastic. He is, he, yeah, that man is just downright fucking hilarious. And which is funny too, because he can still wrestle, but he's using his character, and he's telling a story with him and Luchasaurus and 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 the. The progression of that, obviously, that's going to hit a breaking point. But he's he's telling his he's telling his little story with with, with Luchasaurus. Man, they're not really in a feud, but there's always going to be a little bit of story between him and Luchasaurus, being that that is Luchasaurus's championship. But um, yeah. fantastic! <laughs> I love it. Fantastic! I really love it, man. He's he's just he's he's using his character, man, which is probably why his reign isn't getting talked about enough. But that man for me is is one thousand percent making the TNT Championship more prestigious. I mean, he, it, it's it's pretty down in the gutter, but he he's definitely he's definitely pulling it up just because of how fantastic no. that man is. Exactly, man. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, man. So that that was that. I realized we forgot to talk about that, and I was myself over the head for it because goddamn that was hilarious but um christian cage bro it's all uh, it's all i gotta say man christian fucking cage um but other than that man that is available like i said for you guys on all platforms uh again anchor spotify google podcast apple podcast if you want to see it first join us right here every monday after monday night we're all for unscripted man and also 
If you guys haven't got a chance to get your hands on some of the official Notorious Hills podcast merchandise, you guys can now find this live on the merch shop. That is bonfire.com. Link is at the top of the description of this very video and in either mine or Sir K's social media pages, man. You got all eight of these beautiful designs on there for you guys, man. You got the Chicago flag design, the uncrowned kings of the IWC, the Biggie-inspired design, the Notorious Scratch logo, the best kept secret to the IWC, the three versions of the Notorious World Order shirt. You got the Chicago flag design like you see on your screen, the classic black and white, and the Wolfpack red design. You got the Grand Slam design, the Notorious Scratch logo, and the only community that matters, man. Again, all eight of these beautiful designs available on the merch shop. Um, all eight of these designs, plus more. Um, I forgot to say that. There is more on there for you guys, man, but... Yes, all these are available on the merch shop. Again, that is bonfire.com. Link is at the top of the description of this very video, man. So, with that, if this is the first time watching, guys, do not know who we are here at the Notorious Heels Podcast. I am Johnny Mayhem, one half of the host of this very show. And as for the other half, we got my man, Sir K, here. How's it going, dude? Going good, man. It's going good. Just, uh, just chill out, man. Been pretty normal, pretty normal. Friday, um, yeah, it's been uh, shit been pretty normal, man. Just uh, guess just waiting for all these weekends, man. It's gonna be a couple weekends soon. Yeah, it's gonna, be, in, gonna be loaded. Oh, wow. no, exactly. Survivor Series. Can't wait for all of it, man. Um, but for now, I'm just chilling, man. Like Durante always asks, man, how's life? How's the family? Life's good, man. The family's good. How is everybody doing in chat? Durante, Logan. JT, Johnny's dad. How are all you guys doing? What about you, bro? How you doing? Yeah, man. Um, I'm pretty good, bro. I'm pretty good. Just, just chilling, dude. Just chilling. Um, getting ready. We got. Let's. What the fuck is today? Today, the 11th. Yeah, bro. So we got like another. That's uh, three weeks away. It's three weeks away. But once, once we get, once we get that started. Once we get that started, bro, we go right into all in. Um, then after that, it's payback. Then it's all out. So there's gonna be there's gonna be quite a bit. And then um, I feel like there's something after that. Other than the fact that September is just personally a pretty busy month for me. Um, okay. Other than that, um, there's. Um, yeah, usually every year there's just a lot going on in September. Um, so pretty, yeah, just kind of, just kind of waiting for all that, dude, and excited for all that. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that was that, that was that man. That was um, that was, yeah. That that's honestly pretty much all that's going on right now, man. But uh, as Durante always asks, how's life? How's the family? Life's good. Family's good. What about you, Durante? Durante's putting out a public service announcement. I don't know if you caught it, but in the yeah. intro, I threw up our disclaimer just to let them know. The public service announcement, this is not a dirt sheet podcast, EY. And we hope we always hope Eric Young enjoys the show. Hello, Eric. What's up, EY, man? How you doing, man? How's Impact treating you? How's it going over there? You and Scott Demore killing it, setting the world yeah. on fire. Yo, oh yeah, how's everybody else doing in chat, man? Like I said, Durante, Logan, Bell, Pops, JT, how's it going, man? JT's got a pretty interesting question for us, man. 
He says, have you all ever thought about getting a new intro song? Maybe something metal. What, what's hmm. your perspective on this, okay? Maybe, maybe one day. Overall, I think the vibe of the show is it's the Notorious Heels podcast. Notorious from Biggie. Um, so, kind of like to keep it in that realm of that style, man. But you never know one day, man. You never know. But I think the overall style of, you know, using Biggie songs and whatnot is our way to go. Definitely, man. Definitely. Maybe, 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 uh, I'm, I'm definitely not opposed to it. I mean, if it, if it presents itself, maybe, but, um, I, I do like the, I do like the vibe. I do like the vibe of, uh, of, of Biggie, uh, from, from my perspective, I like the vibe of Biggie. And maybe if we decided to move on from some of those songs, um, I would maybe look into, I would maybe look into uh, just like other, maybe other rap genre, uh, maybe something exactly. other like a, of a rap genre. Um, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. We've definitely thought about switching up the music for unscripted, keeping the music for unscripted, and uh, the Friday show today. You know, the news show different, but yeah, it's definitely that's definitely some some good. Uh, it's definitely. If we were to do, if we were to do any kind of rock band, or if we were to do try to find any, you know, sort of like non copyright rock music, um, I would definitely, I I would prefer, uh, obviously, maybe if we could find something Beartooth, Beartooth is an obvious go to, or, or Black Sabbath, um, I love I love Black Sabbath, um, so. Um, yeah, one of those two, uh, I, I would definitely personally would, um, be super, super cool with, um, I would be super cool with cause yeah, definitely when it, when it go, when it, when it comes to like eighties type bands and stuff, I, I would, de- I, I would definitely take black Sabbath over Metallica personally. Um, oh, yeah, I, I just, I'm a Mark Ferrazzi, bro. I just love it. I love his voice. I love his voice. I think he's fantastic. But um, yeah, maybe something like that. But I mean, even uh, even in terms of like rap, um, I, I really, I really would, I, I really like like Kendrick Lamar's kind of vibe. So maybe that would be another song. Another be perfect. Yeah, another person. Um, that would that would be another person. I just like his his vibe, his music. I think it would go really well with the show. But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, um, I would totally be, I would, I would totally be up for it. I would totally be up for it. Maybe it is time for some new, uh, for some new music in the in the future, man. So we'll see, we'll see what presents itself. But, um, yeah, definitely, that's that's a great question, JT, for sure, for sure. Um, so. <laughs> no yeah anthony he was uh logan was talking about um logan was talking about uh he was going off something i said i was saying when i started when i was hearing about the triple h story the first three words i seen were triple h leaving and my heart dropped so that's what made him say imagine triple h leaves after the best raw of the year um so yeah man um yeah so that's that's uh the 
story behind the content. Logan, man, you're telling me you don't want every champion in AEW to just be a workhorse? Nobody's out here telling have, stories? You just want, you want stories? God. Like, dude, look at fucking... Look at Orange Cassidy's reign. I always go back to Orange Cassidy. But look at fucking Orange Cassidy's reign compared to MJF's. I mean, dude, MJF right now is telling AEW's best story of the year by far. So, so, um, you know, I mean, look at the level of importance between that and, uh, Look at the level of importance between that and the All-Atlantic champion, or the whatever it's called, championship. I mean, there's just, MJF's telling us, he's out here telling a story, and look at how important the championship benefits from it. Exactly. It actually means something. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know, man. So... Hey, JT, man, you don't got to disrespect Biggie like that, bruh. Damn. Come on, bruh. Come on. Genuinely, I, I would skip anybody. I don't give a fuck what they're playing. I'm no, trying, I skip. I'm, no, I, I, yeah, there's no way. Um. No, exactly. Uh, I always skip that type of shit. Yeah, I, I'm skipping anybody's intro. I can't lie. To, I can't lie to you, man. But look, man, there's not many non-copyright Biggie songs out there. There's not too much to work with, but we'll see, man. We'll see. Um, so, yeah, bro. Um, Triple H. Triple H, man. Well, first and foremost, the media scrum. The media scrum, man. Triple H was asked about Vince's involvement Vince's involvement during the SummerSlam press conference. Uh, during the SummerSlam press conference, um, Triple H said, "The reason WWE is what it is." <laughs> oh man, this probably back to fucking circuit, bro. Remember when we were watching the media scrum <laughs> and Triple mm-hmm. H just, <laughs> and Triple H said. Well, the the reason WWE is what it is. And fucking Sir K just blurts out, Oh, not this fucking answer again. He made it what it is. Bro. He made it what it is. Dude, shit only killed thing. me, bro. The only thing I love the fuck out, dude, it's, only, it's the only thing everybody ever says about Vince McMahon. That's well, the only... Through, and it's only here. That yes, that's the only that's the only defense. It's like obvious fuckingly. Obviously, man. But does he make the pro does he improve the product today? No. So step away. Keep your fucking legacy in well, I mean it's already tarnished, but but I mean what the fuck? Like, dude, I don't give a fuck what he did. It's what he's doing now. And it's cheeks, it's been cheeks for years boot his ass now i don't you know well it would none of this would be here i don't give a fuck yeah, no you'd be on a wcw fucking media scrum right now are you dumbass so either way you're gonna end up on a media scrum one day <laughs> you just because finn's got you to this one with that logo you fucking oh that shit pisses me off bro 
Man, that shit makes me so angry. That was hilarious. Oh, no, it's JT, man. Not Big E. Biggie. Biggie Smalls. The rapper. Fucking JT. (laughs) Big E. Um, So, the reason, he's the reason WWE is what it is. The reason this business, not just WWE, you can make an argument, a very valid one, that without Vince and his vision for this business, maybe it wouldn't be here anymore. There uh, there were things at that time, back in the day, that were very popular. Roller derby, things like that, that just disappeared off the face of the planet. The vision for what he did changed the business, changed all of it for 50 years, an incredible run of success, no greater mind in the business at this point in time. Uh, if all of us didn't look in moments of time, of, of, if, all of, if all of us didn't look in moments of time for uh, console for him, to console in him for our thoughts or ideas, if we have a question, go to him to ask, uh, we'd be silly. It's... It's sitting next to someone who has who has forgotten more about. It's sitting next to someone that has forgotten more about this than you'll ever know. To not utilize that in some aspect is is he day to day? No. Is he in it all the time? No. If anybody has, he has earned the right to be able to do that. Okay. Um, uh, I mean, this, the, the, the answer was about as, uh, the answer was about, it was about as cookie cutter as you could possibly get, if I'm being honest. Um, but I get, he's not going to fucking come out there. That man absolutely in no way can come out there and say, yeah, he's involved day to day because the company, Maybe they will admit it after the TKO merger, but right now, it's no. like the worst kept secret ever. But it is a secret. Oh yeah. Oh no, he's not in the day to day. And then you'll just see stories. Oh, Vince changed this on Raw. Vince changed this on SmackDown. It's fucking. It's like, come on, man. We know you're lying. We're just waiting for the lie to fucking be revealed. Yeah. So is Bobby Fish. Um. But. So. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, like I said, the, the it was, I mean, the answer itself was about as cookie cutter as you can possibly get. I mean, obviously, obviously he's not going to come out there and, and, and tell you how it is uh, because he can't. But, um, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, he obviously, like, I, I fucking lost my train of thought but yeah that that's genuinely about as cookie cutter as you can get for an answer i mean he he is um oh that's what i was gonna say i think it was last week when we were talking about how some stories just come out um some stories come out and and people people believe the story instead of just watching the television screen like you know, people believe stories that, oh, Vince wasn't involved. Vince wasn't involved here. You know, they tell you, Triple H said stuff like this. Is he involved in the day-to-day? No. Is he is he involved all the time? No. 
all you got to do is watch the fucking TV, and you could clearly tell that the man is involved. I mean, obviously, I can't use this past Monday as, a, as an example, but literally all the other Monday Night Raws before that, they, they're so unambitious, they're, they're so directionless, you know, they don't, they, they just don't, they, they, they don't click, they don't click like they used to. What we've seen right this past Monday is a clear Triple H Monday Night Raw. The The Monday Night Raw had great, uh, the Monday Night Raw had great in-ring uh, action. Uh, they told a couple great stories throughout the night, man. Uh, things felt fresh. They used fresh people. Granted, those people are um, like five years too late in their push, but they're using fresh people, you know, in the main event scene and stuff like that. So it's it, it's refreshing to see, and you don't get stuff like that on, on a Vince McMahon show. No, exactly. Anyone that watched this product for as long as they did um, knows when there's a Vince McMahon, you know, ism, and knows when there isn't. And there's been a lot of them in the recent months, man. But um, we all know he's back. Triple H can lie all he wants, man. But we all know he's back, man. I don't care what he did to set all this up. I don't give a fuck. He he's fucking shit up now randomly. And I think once this merger happens, it could be it could, it could spell the end. Very well could. It very well could. But another thing you see on Vince McMahon. Uh, another thing you see on Vince McMahon's shows. Um, nobody feels like they want to take risks, you know, everybody just feels very comfortable in their character. Um, honest, to be a hundred percent honest though, that, that kind, that kind is, I feel just like, just very common in today's business. Nobody, nobody wants to, to take, uh, take any kind of risks, which, like I said, Nakamura is five years too late on his uh, is five years too late on his push, but at least taking the risk of of, of uh, at least trying to put him in that position and seeing if it, anything comes of it, I guarantee you nothing won't. But it's a risk nonetheless, and they didn't just go with one of their cookie cutter top guys for uh, you know for a, for a world heavyweight championship match. That aspect of it I can respect. The other aspect no, exactly. is that man is just dead in the water. I mean, if you're going to take risk, can you go with somebody like Bronson Reed or somebody who maybe no, has a bright exactly. fucking future? Somebody like that, man. Not um, not washed ass fucking good old Nakamura, man. But we'll see how it goes, man. We'll see how it goes. But um, we all know Vince is back in a lot of elements, man. No matter what Vince says, I mean, no matter what Triple H says, we, we know the truth, man. Give me one of the media scrums. I'll grill his ass. Oh my god. I'm going to his line. So, dude, that was that media scrum, bro. They were pissing that man Triple H off, bro. They were pissing him off. Like that. Who? I think it was that old guy that asked him. Well, he, he, that, granted, that I guarantee you that old guy is never getting invited back to a fucking media scrub ever again. That man starts grilling Triple H about the U.S. title. Why wasn't Austin Theory dude. defending the championship at SummerSlam? Like, damn. Dude, both fucking um, Paul Heyman and Triple H were so pissed on it because people were actually asking, like, real media scrum questions. Yeah. Uh, you know, they were fucking... Dude, Paul Heyman was furious in that fucking... 
when that little girl asked him who he's gonna is he gonna go back to Brock after the storyline ends? Yeah, dude, that shit killed me, bro. He was so angry. This shit was hilarious. What are you gonna do after the bloodline implodes? That man just got pissed, bro. Fucking. But dude, you could definitely. You could tell the tone in Triple H's voice changed when that when that old dude was like, "Well, why is Austin Theory in a battle royal?" And Triple H asked him what he meant by that, and then this fucking guy's like, "Why isn't the U.S. title on SummerSlam?" And then he just started, he just started going. He like you just heard that man, the tone in his voice change. He's like, "Well, dude." Well, you can't put everybody on the card, and I try to explain that to a bunch of talent, a.k.a. Becky Lynch. I try to explain that to a... That man was pissed. But, I mean, those are the kind of questions that people want to hear. People do not want to fucking hear, Excuse me, Triple H, how do you feel tonight's show went? What? Like... It went good, like all the other fucking ones. It was a weaker one, but it, uh, but obviously he's not gonna say. Like, what do you think he's gonna say? Oh, I thought to know. I thought tonight's show fucking blown dick. Uh, like what? We were pretty mid tonight. I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna lie with you. We could have done. Thing with, you know, this is a record gate and blah 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 and fucking this and that. And they're actually getting real questions, and they're getting mad. I love it. I hope they continue that shit, bro. Let let me and you get on one of these bitches, bro. I dude. Oh man, I'm asking the real questions. I'm just gonna ask him, "What's up with Bray Wyatt?" That's all I gotta say. And then I'm gonna walk away. I'm not even gonna let him answer the question. I'm gonna just leave the fucking media scrum. So, oh god, fucking Cody. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be like, hey. Hey, Trips. So, Sean Sapp reported, and I'm going to point to Sean Sapp in the room, that that your storyline with Gargano got vinced. Explain to me what that means. Explain to me what that means. Because you say he's not in. Well, people getting vinced, man. What does that mean? Where is Johnny Gargano? Where are you hiding right now? Where he at? But, like... Cody... Let me get in front of Cody, man, please. Oh, my God. So tell me, what's up with this agreement with you and Tony Khan? So why did you leave AEW? Well, I, I, I want to know. Just no, no beef. No, nothing like that. What the hell did you leave AEW? I'm curious. What happened? Was it CM Punk or Phil? <laughs> did you want the elite to come to WWE? Is that what you wanted? So are you telling me to stay away, man? How did you really feel after WrestleMania when they buried you? I mean, when you lost. (laughs) (laughs) He'd he'd probably completely ignore the question and just pick up whatever they're sponsoring. Let me try it. The lithium. Fuck it, Cody. Fuck it. So, yeah, man. I mean, you know, fucking. I mean, these these uh. These media, you know, these media people, I mean, it's like, it, these people remind me of the, the people, these people, these people remind me of that fucking reporter that asked Chris Paul back when he was on the Clippers, if, if he thought they were going to win game seven. 
And Chris Paul's answer was, what do you think I'm going to say? Nah, we're going to lose. Oh, of course he thinks they're going to fucking win game seven. They didn't. But of course he thinks they're going to win game seven. What kind of question is that? Just no, nah, I think we're about to get fucking destroyed out, out there on the court, bro. Like, like, come on, they're actually asking real questions for once, and both of them are got dude. Heyman was, I, I don't think I've ever seen Heyman that mad. That shit killed me. That man, I mean, <laughs> fucking. So the reason. The reason I think the reason I think I the reason I think Heyman got upset is because I think that was like his easy out to go at the people that are saying that the bloodline story is getting stale and that man took every opportunity. But I mean, trips, it's I I know it upsets you, but it's a valid question. Like now, my question wouldn't have been why wasn't the United States championship on SummerSlam? My question probably would have been something like. With the option of L.A. Knight versus Austin Theory being a very popular fan uh, avenue for SummerSlam, why didn't you replace the SummerSlam Battle Royal with the L.A. Uh, LA Knight versus Austin Theory? You know? Exactly. You don't got to sound like an asshole. You know what I mean? But there's ways of asking valid questions. You know what I mean? Not... Uh... Was the Slim Jim Battle Royal a big money maker for you guys? No shit. No fucking shit, dude. I mean, come on, bro. What are these questions? Shit sucks. Oh, dude, give me a friend late night. Shit, man. You feel they underbooking you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the ultimate question, Durante. That's another Who great one. Organo. I, I, I 100% I, that would 100% be a valid question if we ever get on a media scrum if it's not completely irrelevant by the time I would 100 I would 100% be like so you know we've seen Dexter we've seen Indy Candice actually we did see them on Monday just all of a sudden in the backstage area with Raquel we've seen the way backstage at Raw we never seen them again what is their status like what? What is going exactly. on with the way? Like obviously, obviously it would be kind of stupid to ask about somebody like Bray Wyatt because we all know it's an illness. But no, exactly. Um, nobody has to explain anything. So what the fuck is the point of a media scrum? It's no, so exactly. we can ask, ask questions for them to explain. At that point, we might as well just not have a fucking media scrum because if I ask him a stupid ass question. How do you feel about the show? Technically, he doesn't have to answer that one either. But we want to no, know exactly. these things. And that's the point of a fucking media scrum. So It's literally the whole point of a media scrum. And other than that, it's just for them to advertise more shit. And I don't give a fuck about their... Am I, am I getting a check from them advertising? Hell no, I'm going to ask some real ass questions. Fuck them. They may want me to ask these questions. Boo-hoo. Shouldn't have had a media scrum. Shouldn't have invited me. Exactly. That's kind of the whole point of a media scrum, man. So, um, anyways, now that we got done ranting about media scrums, um, Triple H, man, Triple H, the board of directors, Triple H and the board of directors, man. So Triple H, 
Triple H not included on the new TKO Holdings Group of Border Director, uh, Group of Border, Group Border of Directors. Jesus. All right, man. So WWE and UFC are merging into one TKO Holdings Group company that will call for some big changes throughout the operation, and it appears that Triple H might have one less appointment after everything is said and done. A notable mm-hmm. absence has emerged among WWE selections for board of directors for the upcoming merged entity TKO following the finalization of the Endeavor deal. The, com- uh, the composition of the TKO board has been established as consisting of 11 members. With WWE appointing five and Endeavor appointing six, WWE has now revealed four of its chosen representatives. Vincent Kennedy McMahon, Nick Khan, Stephen Stephen Conan, and Nancy Tellum. Tellum? Tellum. Oh. <laughs> 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 Um, um, uh, amongst them, uh, McMahon, Khan, Conan, um, and uh, sorry, amongst amongst them, McMahon, Khan, Conan, uh, already hold positions on the WWE board of directors. While Tellum is a fr- is a fresh addition. Um, this revelation implies that a number of WWE board members have not been chosen for the TKO board. Most notably, Triple H is missing from the lineup, while WWE has one remaining spot to fill. As of now, Levesque's acquisition has not been confirmed. Amongst the other WWE current board members, uh, the, um, amongst the current WWE board members, uh, who were not, uh, who were not selected are George Berrios, Michelle McKenna, Steve Pammon, and Michelle Wilson, which is funny because a lot of those people he just brought back for the board of directors oh, yeah. and now they're just not in it again. It seems that they are stacking this new company with some important names in business. This is interesting and a bit puzzling. Triple H has been excluded. As for Endeavor, they have already made their selections for the TKO board, naming Ari Emanuel, Egon Durbin, Jonathan Kraft, Sonia uh, Sonia Medina, Mark Shapiro, and Carrie Wheeler as a part of uh, their side of the board. So there is one more spot. There is one more spot on... There is one more spot on the uh, media scrum or on the media scrum. I just got done fucking ranting about the media scrum. There is one, there is one more spot on the board of directors for WWE. So people may want to hold their horses on this a little bit because it very well could end up being Triple H, but um, Triple H will remain. As the head of creative for the WWE. The one positive that we can get out of this. The one positive we can get out of this. Dana White runs UFC. He completely runs it. He's he's the head of creative for UFC, if you will. And 
Uh, I, Dana White is not on the board of directors. He's not. But he does yeah, yeah. run everything. I hope they parallel that with Triple H. But there's always the factor of Vince McMahon. You know what I mean? And exactly. Ari is probably going to let the man do whatever the fuck he wants. And it is it is absolutely hilarious to me how he leaves out all these people. He leaves out all these business people. Meanwhile, you have a guy that knows both ends to the spectrum. The wrestling department, all that. And he also knows the business side. What does this, speaking of media scrums, what does this fucking guy do every media scrum? He comes out wearing his fucking glasses and he's got a paper with the numbers on it. This man knows the numbers. He knows all the metrics. He knows he knows the WWE inside and out. So how you do not um, nominate him, at least nominate the fucking man to put him for that final spot is ridiculous. And I hope it does change because, again, this man knows this company inside and out. Like. Exactly, man. Exactly. He cares. He knows. He could talk about the business. He could talk about the creative. And once you want somebody that at least knows a bit about the creative stuff in those fucking board meetings. So when they're talking about what pay-per-views they should go to or um, where they should do one next, you don't think you want to, you would want a guy like Triple H that knows what the fans' reaction would be yeah. to their decisions in that meeting? Come on, man. Come on. Because the thing with Triple H as to where Vin, well, and that's the other thing, Vince does creative and and uh, and and a member of the board. Why the fuck can't Triple H do it? Exactly. And it's sure, like, they say Vince doesn't do creative, but Vince does both of them. Fucking, you best believe that. But um, all these other guys just think about. They're obviously just going to think about lining their pockets. Triple H, obviously, is going to think about lining his pockets, but he's also going to be looking at things for where's the best place to bring this pay-per-view? Where would get the best fan reaction here? What The man has his finger on the pulse. What about this free agent we should possibly be looking at? He literally, And again, he knows all the business stuff, too, and then he knows all that kind of stuff. Um... You know, what about this free agent? What about this? What about this? But then he can also be looking at the business aspect of maybe where they want to bring some of their shows. What's going to make them the most money? Um, Come on, bro. This man knows like when when you when when you say this man knows the WWE inside and out, he's he's literally just a younger and smarter Vince McMahon. He's a Vince. He's a younger and smarter Vince McMahon with his finger on the pulse. Vince did the shit for years. He knows the business side of it. He knows the creative. He know he did used to know the creative side of it. He knew the company inside and out. Triple H is that, but Triple H has his finger on the pulse of what people want to see today. How you don't want a guy like that? I know why they don't want a guy like that because he's too fucking smart for him. But. It's bullshit. It doesn't make it any less ridiculous. It really fucking doesn't. 
No, exactly. Exactly. So he 100% should be a part of that fucking board of directors. And there's still time to do it, man. But we'll see who they give it to, man. Because they could give it to Triple H. But who knows? With this company, they could fucking give it to Kevin Dunn. And if that <laughs> happens, well, well, a good old Triple H, just give Tony Khan a call at that point. Might as well, because that would be an unstoppable force. Um... That's what I always said, man. Yep. Those two combined would take yeah, this shit over, man. You've said that as long as I can remember. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, bro. So, um, yeah, man. I mean, it, it's it, it's it boggles my mind, but at the end of the day, it, it doesn't because they they don't like him. I mean, Vince McMahon, you know. Vince is Vince, you know, Vince is going to, Vince is going to fucking be Vince. So that man, uh, look what, look what he did to his own daughter. If he's doing that to his daughter, do you really not think he's going to try to slowly, but surely exile his son-in-law from the head of creative? Exactly. Look what he did to his own son. I mean, granted, that man was trying to fucking book himself to win the Royal Rumble, but (laughs) fucking look, the man man fired his own son. Maybe rightfully so, but he fired his own son nonetheless. But what he did to Stephanie was really bogus. Like, really fucking bogus, man. Fucking booted his own daughter, booted his son, even though that's kind of justified. But, like, bro really wanted to put himself over. Fucking oh, good old fucking man. I, I miss Shane, man. I miss him. He still got it, man. What can I say? Oh my god. <laughs> still got me. Crack. His fucking <sighs> leg just came out. Love it. But, um, yeah, man, this man's no stranger to fucking people over, even his own family, man. So, Triple H. That has to happen for Triple H. For, uh, uh to Vince McMahon. To Vince, it just has to happen. Yeah, man. I don't know, dude. I don't know. Super, super, super annoying. Um, but we can only hope for the best. And I guess for the time being, he's going to be involved as head of creative. Um, but uh, and maybe they will keep him there. Um, it doesn't really say that they will use him to the fullest of his potential. Uh, but I could honestly see them just keeping him there just to say he's there so because they they have to know that backlash is going to be nuts they have to they have to if the endeavor board doesn't know the vince knows and fucking that company knows so they they better hope that they're just going to keep triple h around as just a name so they look good yeah for sure because if they boot him like officially oh dude it's over with it's cooked yeah, it's done. Yeah, it, it's it's it is done, done, done. So, speaking of the WWE sale, man. Speaking of the WWE sale, we got some news on that. We got some news on that. Um, <sighs> fucking Logan. Um, <laughs> we got some news on the WWE sale, man. So Endeavor announced today. Well, three days ago. Endeavor announced three days ago that the transaction to merge WWE and UFC into the TKO group, uh, the TKO group holdings, I don't know why it's called the TKO group holdings, it's so fucking stupid, so 
Uh, they announced that the transaction to merge WWE and UFC into TKO um, Group Holdings Incorporated is expected to close mid to late September. So we're looking at about another month. And the sale's going to close, man. The sale's going to close. So, yeah, that's that's that, man. So WWE's got about a month to get their shit together and to put this fucking poor guy on the board of directors. Um, not that that's going to help anything, but at least it will give them a little more leeway, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. but exactly. they got a Yeah. They got about another month to get their shit together, bro. So we'll see, man. We'll see. We'll see how it goes, man. Hopefully it goes good, man. I'm, you know me, I'm scared as fuck about all of this, but, um, let's just hope it goes well, man. And also another thing that I've been asking and I would love to ask at the media scrum. Oh, it's a great what the fuck is with this TKO name, and is it going to be the new name of WWE and UFC? Because that's what they've been saying. That it's going to be the new name of these of, the, of everything. Is that true? How is this going to work? Let me fucking let me know, Paul. Come on, come on, Paul. Let me let, let me in on it. Like, we send me the invite to the board director Zoom meetings, man, just to listen. Oh, I'd love to be a fucking fly on the wall. Do you know the kind of oh, shit? Dude. The, the kind of shit that is said in those meetings would make the uh, community go absolutely insane. Oh, you know it. They'd be talking about who who they got to push and whatnot. Who's a massive star in the future and shit. And, oh, God, it's going to be... it's It'll be hilarious. That shit will be fucking hilarious. Definitely, man. So, still speaking on the um, the sale... One thing that has to do with the sale is WWE cuts. Oh, fuck. Oh, so we heard about these things in July, and, and they never happened in July. But uh, during the company's quarter two earnings call, an update was provided on the upcoming merger between World Wrestling Entertainment and the Endeavor Group, who owns UFC. The group will collectively be known as TKO Holdings. When the finalization of the deal has been completed, following the initial reports of a target of September, this date is is still the goal following the earnings call from Endeavor, as reported by Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics. A concern statement was made by Endeavor CEO Ari Emanuel. Plans are underway to make costs and synergies happen immediately upon closing. The financial measures will see departments from both companies merge as one. Sadly, for office staff on both sides, this will render multiple staff redundant and result in job losses in order to save money. Uh, Thurston was Thurston was in, uh, indicted with concerns regarding security of WWE superstars as. Uh, the mass layoffs of 2020 and 2021 still refresh in the minds of many fans. Uh, Thurston responded by saying that wrestler cuts seem unlikely but not impossible. There are uh, positions behind the camera that are at risk. To address, uh, to address the chaotic replies and quotes, I don't have a strong impression about whether talent about whether talent cuts will coincide with closing employee staff layoffs are uh, are widely expected, unfortunately. So it looks like mostly office stuff. I mean, like he said, wrestler cuts are 
unlikely, but they're not impossible. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there is a chance, but you know, like the, the, the major concern here is, uh, the offices because I just know those people are going to get fucking slammed. Oh, you fucking know it, man. Because they, they said before, once all this, you know, business stuff started happening, that basically Endeavor's going to do all the office stuff for WWE. So Damn Near will probably lose their whole fucking office. Yeah. Which, I don't know why they moved to that massive new office then, if they knew this was going to happen. You're just going to have a bunch of empty rooms, what the fuck are you going to do with it? But, um, and maybe that's where they're going to stick Triple H, man. Maybe they're going to have them clean the whole office as busy work, man. Lately, you never know. Um, maybe he'll be the night security guard at the office, man. Can you make him do that busy work? But, um, Jesus, who knows, man? This is intriguing, and I'm just curious to see how all this is gonna gonna happen. Really, definitely, bro. Definitely. I mean, maybe maybe they're gonna send. Maybe they're gonna send people. Maybe Endeavors. Maybe Endeavors got enough people to to send a bunch of people to the new titan towers um who knows man or i i don't even know what it's called i don't even know if it's called titan towers anymore but whatever the hell it's called um yeah I, who yeah. knows man who knows or maybe they just throw that right back up on maybe they just throw that building right up for sale again um who knows man yeah, we'll see how it goes man it's always intriguing yeah, man. So, um, yeah, I believe that is, I believe that's all the news we have, at least regarding the, uh, the sale, uh, of the company and Triple H regarding the board of directors, man. We have a lot of, uh, leaving and returning and injured news on this episode. Oh, yeah. Um, so I guess we can go ahead and start with, uh, we can go we can go ahead and start with the most obvious one of them all. Ronda Rousey. Following reports, Ronda Rousey has confirmed her departure from WWE as she says there is nothing left for her in the company. I believe it was some post about Shayna Baszler. She said something like, Shayna got me into this business, so now that she now that she got me out of it, there's nothing left for me to do or something like that. So Ronda Rousey yeah, has confirmed a WWE departure, man. I mean, this was this was the most like obvious piece of news that anybody's seen coming. So we talked about it on SummerSlam, man. But yeah, um Ronda was fan and Ronda had so much promise in the beginning of her run, man, and boy. Oh boy. It was did she wash up quicker than I've ever seen anybody wash up in a wrestling ring. I swear to God, quickest, fastest, and most sudden fall off in the history, man. But she looks like she's done, man. I mean, I think both sides are probably happy with this at this point. So good for her, I guess. She could go down to her her farm and be with her fucking farm animals or whatever she does. Um, And Shane Baylor can go and be important on TV. Well, hopefully be important. Um... And let's hope it all goes good, man. I hope it all goes good for all parties. And, yeah, man, it's kind of going to be great for both parties and all of this. Definitely. Ooh. That would be decent, Logan. 
That'd be smart. Like a yeah, that would be that would be that would actually be a really fucking good idea. You could do you know like obviously one side of the of the ginormous building as like the UFC Hall of Fame, put a bunch of memorabilia, and then all that stuff they keep in the WWE archives that just sits in a fucking warehouse that they bring out once Literally. a year for WrestleMania access. Um, Literally. All that stuff could you could put that in a build. That's a really good idea, actually. Like a physical Hall of Fame that people could go look at. That would that would be really sick. It would. That'd be really awesome. Could, Vince could make Triple H set it all up, man. Throw him fucking a box of tape oh until he has to get to work. <laughs> <laughs> you unbox all this and set it up. <laughs> you can pack all this out, man. You can, you can set, all, set all this up for us, man. Thanks. But it's raw. Yeah, I know. That's why. Man just got him packing out the freight truck, man. So you know, really work. I'll never forget that story. Made Triple H do work. Maybe that's what we should ask about the media scrub. A couple months ago, it came out they had you doing busy work for the night after WrestleMania. What um? What happened? What were you doing? What was this so called? What did they make? They make you pack out the freight truck, man. What did they make you do? I think he had to pack out the production truck, bro. I think he had to pack it out. I think so, man. I think so. Jesus. All right, man. So, um, with one person leaving, there's another person coming back. Uh, Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane is set to make her WWE return per PW Insider, while reports state that she could return as early as this week. Sane has several dates in Japan to fulfill, so she could return. Uh, she could return, uh, and so she could return. No, uh, and in November at the latest. Sane left the U.S. in 2020. Um, to move back to Japan where she worked as an ambassador for WWE until her deal expired in late 2021. Uh, with this, I did see rumors, nothing really stuck, but there was rumors that they were going to fucking bring back Nia Jax as well. Dude, you have like, you have like powerhouse women that are actually good. You know that, right? You have Piper Niven that has done nothing. That nothing. is Nia Jax on steroids. She is Nia Jax, but actually a good wrestler is Piper Niven. Like, come on, bro. Come on. Exactly. They never use her. So uh, stupid. I haven't seen her, actually. I have no idea. I genuinely cannot. I genuinely cannot fucking tell you the last time we've seen Piper Niven. It's insane, dog. That is that is a crime. So, yeah, man. I don't know. Kyrie Sane. Uh, Kyrie Sane looks to be coming back. Uh, Kyrie Sane looks to be coming back to the company. Um, I would assume this would mean for like an in-ring role, uh, unless she's just coming back to be an ambassador again. But I, uh, you know, she was doing New Japan uh, and Stardom, I believe. Um, she was doing New Japan and Stardom, so um, I'm assuming, you know, well, I, I know she's in-ring ready and stuff, so hopefully, hopefully we can, uh, hopefully we can see her back in the ring 
and uh, and doing her thing, man. And and uh, I would I would love to see it, man. Exactly, man. Exactly. So maybe she could well, join back with EO, become the Sky Pirates again, or the Kabuki Warriors. Like you know they're gonna do either one of those two, man. Um, if she is going back to in ring work, but no one can WWE a uh, certain somebody else. She could very well be a producer too. They they love giving people that fucking role. They do. Producer and a coach, man. Good lord. They do, man. So yeah, Kyrie's coming back to WWE, man, and I am uh, I'm stoked for her, man. I'm stoked. It's gonna be um it's uh it's gonna be good to see her back, man. She was always great. So yeah, it's gonna be real good to see her back for sure. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And speaking of the producer role. Former Impact and NWA champion Nick Aldis was in Minnesota ahead of tonight's Raw. Aldis is being brought in for a potential producer role and will be at a number of TV tapings, according to PW Insider. And Nick Aldis, it just came out a half an hour ago that Nick Aldis is backstage at SmackDown tonight. This man took it. <laughs> That's the same. I'm shocked. I didn't think he was going to take it. But really became a producer, man. That is insane, man. Um, good for him, I guess. Um, yeah. Let's hope it eventually goes to an in-ring spot at some point, man. But we'll see how. Maybe it's Triple H's plan to get people past Vince McMahon. Oh, don't worry, this guy, he's just going to be a producer, man, and you make him a wrestler afterwards, man. Maybe it's, maybe it's fucking Triple H's way of sneaking him past the border, man. <laughs> it's his plan. Maybe. You never know, man. We'll maybe know. he's going to sneak but, um, him through as a producer, and then, then you got him in, Put man. him on TV. Exactly, man. Maybe, maybe that's his master plan, man. But, um... It's interesting, man. I didn't think he would take that role. I really did not. Um, let's see how it goes, man. Um, good for him, I guess. Definitely, bro. That had to have been like life, like life-changing fucking money, like life-changing oh, money. You know it. You know they're paying that man out the ass, bro. I'll go be a producer, bro. Yeah, I, I would. I would be a producer. I'd fix that fucking place right up. Either company, man, I'd fix that. I mean, man, me and you would fix those fucking places right up. Oh, bro, fucking like, dude, give me a slot on AEW. Give me a couple of fucking segments on AEW Dynamite. Shit'll be nuts. Give me, exactly, say, give me Dynamite, bro. That's all I need. Oh, Orange Cassidy? Oh, right, you losing that bitch tonight. Oh, yeah. You want to tell a story? Oh, no, you don't? All right, you losing. <laughs> <laughs> hey man we're a year into it man and there hasn't been not one story told Sorry, no exactly buddy. so deuces so um now on to a little bit of on to the on to the uh sad news man the injury news obviously nobody yeah. likes to hear about this kind of stuff but it happens, unfortunately. Um, Sonia Deville. Sonia Deville has suffered a torn ACL, according to TMZ. 
Uh, this happened during her tag team title match against Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair on the July 28th episode of SmackDown. Uh, WWE uh, will address it on Raw tonight. And I don't think they did. I don't, I, not that I can remember, <laughs> at least. I don't remember I they them. Tweeted some... No, yeah, I think that. Um, did they? No, I think they just did it on social media one of these days this week. I think it was just um, Sonya just put out a video on social media telling people she was injured and had to, um, she had to relinquish, but I guess Chelsea Green didn't relinquish, so I guess she'll just find a new partner. Huh. Uh, oh, that probably explains why Matt Cardona was making the jokes that he'll step in and be the her new uh, yeah. tag team part. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the the only thing left to do here, um, the only thing left to do here, man. Like Logan says, is retire those fucking tag team championships, bro. Um, those tag team championships are just worthless. Yeah, they they really are. Like, dude, I don't know if I don't know if Mercedes put a curse on those motherfuckers. If her and Naomi cursed them when they were fucking leaving, but they might they had to have because ever since then, them bitches just been cursed. You're you're someone is guaranteed injured after winning those things. That's insane. Mm -hmm. Either that, or they lay them on the desk and they uh, never show back up in the company. Respect. I think that was the cursing of it. Yeah. They fucking did a seance to those titles before they put them on that desk. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably, bro. But, um, yeah, honestly, bro, throw them in the fucking dumpster and fucking set the goddamn dumpster on fire. Um, um yeah, bro. So Sonya is hurt and a torn ACL, as I believe a torn ACL takes uh, quite a bit of time, man. So. Man, that uh, that absolutely sucks, bro. That absolutely sucks. I always, I always wished we could have got her back to a point that she was in 2020, man, when she cut that one promo of her fucking life on Mandy Rose. Um, man, I really would, I really thought she was, I really thought she was, um, uh, gonna, you know, come out of that a major winner, man. But then all that stuff happened, uh, with that guy breaking into her house. So rightfully so, she didn't want to be on television for a little bit. And, uh, man, we haven't been able to capture that since, and, and it, it sucks. It sucks. It really does. And now this happens, um, and it's horrible. It's horrible, man. So I wish her, I wish her the best and I wish her, I wish her a speedy recovery, man. Exactly. It sucks for Sonya, man. Sonya, man. Um, was having such a great and promising run and all that shit happened. And then she came back, and she just gets stuck when you're meaningless tag teams. And that's probably the thing I hated most. I hate most about the women's tag titles. It's not even that they have women's tag titles. It's that when w when a woman a woman is not in a singles title match or a singles you know story or something like that, they just don't make one. They just say, "Oh, throw the tag titles on them. They'll they'll be fine." Yeah. Like if we didn't have those tag titles. Oh, so many of these women would be getting so many little side stories, and the division would be, just be so much healthier, man. Um, but it's not, man. It's not. So I, I, I think they should get rid of those titles at this point. Not only are they cursed, but they curse booking as well. And um, I, I just hope all parties can get come out well, man. I hope someone can come back, and that they can actually use her in a real capacity. Definitely, bro. Definitely. So. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, man. Um, a lot of injuries going on, bro. A lot of injuries going on right now, and the tag titles, the tag title scene, especially right now, man, is is rough in WWE with the uh, with the amount of injuries that have been happening. Um, yeah, truly sucks, bro. Truly sucks. So, Biggie, another injury update. Doctors have told Biggie he should not wrestle. Ever again. Ooh. That sucks, man. So, while speaking to media ahead of SummerSlam, Biggie revealed that some of his doc- some of his doctors have told him he shouldn't wrestle again. He does not have a timeline for his return, and he wants to live a healthy life. However, he revealed that he has had talks with WWE over potentially doing some color commentary. Uh, if it's anything like um, those old fucking, like when New Day had their own commentary desk and Big oh E would just, God. bro, if he could, if he could exude a little bit of that excitement, I would love Big E and Corey Graves on, on Friday. I think that would be fucking funny as hell. That, that would be hilarious, dog. Fucking, man, I'll never forget when they were fucking chucking pancakes behind him into the fucking crowd. Oh and fucking and then somebody threw fucking threw one back. back. <laughs> and it landed right oh on the God. fucking table. <laughs> this shit was hilarious, man. But Biggie, man, it, it really sucks that this is, looks, sadly, looks like how his career has to, you know, end in ring wise. And nobody wants that, man. That's horrible. Um, but. I mean, good that he can come back, just in general, and that he's going to be, you know, overall healthy. Sucks he, they recommended him not to step in the ring again, um, so that sucks, man. We'll see how he does with that. Maybe, maybe he'll find a way to, you know, sneak in one last match to, like, as a send-off. I can see him doing something like that. Yeah. But, um, it sucks, man. It sucks for him, and I hope he's doing well, man. And I hope when he comes back, and if he is in a commentary role, I think that would be that would be perfect for him. If he can't wrestle, man, put him somewhere on TV, put him as a commentator. I think he would excel in that role, and it would just be awesome to see him again, man. It really would. Yeah, especially because like him and Corey Graves used to have a beef. I know Corey Graves used to always get yeah. mad because during the pandemic, um, I. I th- Oh, was that Corey or was that Michael? I can't remember. I can't remember who Big E used to always fucking throw his jacket at. Um, I can't remember who. It might have been Cole. But um, See, mm-hmm. during the pandemic, they just, that poor man, Cole, just got fucked with by all ends. Fucking oh, bro. Sasha and Bailey, fucking New Day. Everybody Dude. was fucking, fucking retribution. Bro Dude. was fucking just bucking it out the arena. Do you remember when fucking Cole was trying to do his commentary ad libs and fucking Sheamus was just hovering over his neck? Oh my god, just <laughs> that killed me, bro. That man was just getting fucked with, man. Oh man, yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, Big E, Corey, and Michael Cole on Friday would be a solid lineup. That would be a solid lineup. I think that would be very entertaining. Um. Definitely. Speaking of commentary, uh, Michael Cole. 
WWE has shaken up its commentary teams once again, starting this week, as we've seen on Monday Night Raw. Michael Cole and um, I was about to say Corey Graves. Michael Cole and Wade Barrett will commentate Monday Night Raw, while SmackDown commentary will be made up of Michael Cole, Corey Graves, and Kevin Patrick. So Corey Graves no longer has to do the job of two people. Well, maybe he does, but at least he has Michael Cole there to probably ease the pain a little bit. So Kevin Patrick is pretty much just easing into that Byron Saxton role. Just a third useless guy on commentary, man. Pretty much. So, um, basically. But uh, good good for Cole, man. If this is what he wants, man, I, I guess so, because he agreed with it. Um, good for him, man. He deserves it. Yeah, and apparently it's because uh, Endeavor, uh, this is at the request of Endeavor, because Michael Cole, so according to, um, according to PW Insider, it's being reported the main reason for WWE's commentary change is a request from Endeavor and WWE's broadcast partners to have Michael Cole be the face of the product going forward. That's what's up, dude. He deserves it. Exactly, man. Exactly. He's great. He deserves it. He's the best voice that they have right now. Easily. Easily. Yeah. Um, And he shouldn't be the voice, man. So good, good for him, man. Yeah, and Michael Cole in his later years, bro, we were talking about this a couple days ago, but, like, I remember when he was working with Pat, and he would, like, jump up, you know, because he would get excited. He would stand up. And I remember people were, like, complaining about it when he was first doing oh, yeah. it. But, like, um, like, oh, what? He's excited like, about the product. Like, do you want... It's not a good thing. Yeah, do you want a fucking commentator that just fuck sits there like this the whole time, just fucking lean back in the chair, calling the action? Like, no, like, Michael Cole in his later years is, like, you could tell this man is having the most fun that he has probably ever had um, in uh, uh, calling oh, um, exactly. calling uh, the action. So, dude, I-, I love to see it. I do miss Cole and Pat McAfee, and I really do feel like Cole... Oh, yeah. I really do feel like Cole, uh, uh, um, McAfee gave Michael Cole like a whole new lease on life for commentary. Cause ever since he worked with Pat, it's just been uh, like, that man's just been a different animal ever since. Like he's just, he's, yeah, he's really fantastic, man. He's really fantastic. And I wouldn't, I say this all the time, but I wouldn't be mad at you if you put Michael Cole up there and one of the greatest uh, wrestling commentators of all time. Um, if you ask me, you'd be an idiot not to, to be honest. Um, oh, yeah. It's, it's probably Moro and then Michael Cole, easily, the top two. Yeah, for me, 100%. 100%. Uh, yeah, for me, it would definitely probably be Moro, Michael Cole, then Jim Ross, um, easily. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, man. Um, so... Uh, yeah, back to, um, back to, uh, another injury update. This one comes from AEW. This one comes from AEW, man, as Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson, man. So, 
According to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, they noted a, a bit more specific date regarding Daniel Bryan's, uh, Daniel Bryanson's, fucking Brian Danielson's return to the ring. <laughs> it was noted in uh, the newsletter that Brian is expected to be back in October. That won't keep him out of action for very longer, but he will miss a few big events. Uh, Brian got his surgery for his broken forearm on July 3rd. Damn, he just... Oh, I don't know why. Don't mind me. He got his surgery for his broken arm on July 3rd. At the time that uh, at the time he was told three months before he could return. Although it was possible that he... Um, although it was possible he could beat that by a week or two. All in and all out are out. Uh, wrestling at gr- at Grand Slam doesn't look good either. Uh, I don't want to say impossible, but he should be back in October, per the Wrestling Observer newsletter. Um, that literally is right after all of AEW's like biggest events. And literally it, that and, sucks and it sucks man and i know i just know that man wanted to work in front of eighty thousand deep in wembley stadium man i i just know that man wanted to um so bad i know he wanted to so bad and it's it it fucking sucks man it really fucking sucks that really does man that really does good to see that he's not going to be out for like the rest of the year that's really good yeah but he's literally just got to miss everything everything big this year he'll be able to make it the full year man looks like it um yay good for him man i bet he's so happy he gets fucking he gets to go the whole gear man but he gets to miss fucking all in man that's horrible that sucks for him man but it's good to see that it's not going to be a fucking you know, Jamie Hader injury, and um, can't wait to see him back, man. I really can't. Definitely, man. Definitely, and more injuries. Pac, this fucking guy, this guy, man. If it's not fucking, if if he's not the man that American Airlines forgot, he's the fucking man that the injury free list forgot. I mean, good lord, this man. So during the Wrestling Observer Radio, Brian Alvarez noted that Pac is out of action with an injury, but it is still unknown what the issue is. That being said, it is likely Pac will be on the injured list for a long time to come. It was noted that the injury is unfortunate to Pac, especially after his run to AEW. He was seemingly gaining more momentum. I don't know about that. But it was also noted when he suffered the injury... uh, it was also not noted when he suffered the injury. We can uh, go back and um, we can only hope that Pac is able to heal up fast and get back into action. Good fucking lord. This man, Pac. Dude, it's like this dude isn't even in this fucking company. He's either taking a fucking vacation and fucking in the UK at his home for fucking months. Then he's injured in the UK for months. Then he comes back. Then he's injured in the UK for months. Like, holy fuck, dude. Holy fuck. Um, it, really, it really feels fuck. like he's just like a special attraction. Like, it does. It, sometimes it doesn't even feel like he's with the company. The man's not there so much. No, exactly. It really does feel like he's like the fucking Brock Lesnar. Dude just comes in randomly mm-hmm. and just leaves. But, um, 
it was the best for him. I hope he could, you know, recover pretty fast, babe. And let's hope to see him at some point this year. Hopefully, bro. Hopefully, man. Um, Actually, what we were just speaking on, all in. So, Kenny Omega. What is Kenny Omega going to be doing at all in? So we got some teases on Wednesday, or at least this upcoming Wednesday. We're getting a sit-down with JR and Kenny. So according to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, the Kenny Omega versus Konosuke Takeshita match may end up on All Out in Chicago. A rumored match at All In was Omega, Adam Page, and Kota Ibushi versus Jay White, Juice Robinson and Konosuke Takeshita in a six-man hmm. tag. That's uh, interesting. That wouldn't be so bad. That wouldn't be so bad. We get, obviously, no. the Golden Lovers, and with that, we also get a little bit of Kenny and Hangman and tag team action again. The Golden Cowboys. Oh, that's sick. Um, yeah, yeah, bro. Uh, and then on the other side, we get, you know, Kenny and Jay White revisiting a little bit of that we get a huge dream match of aew um for me um hangman versus jay white as well and then we get you know hangman and takeshita in the ring ibushi and takeshita kenny and takeshita and then there's juice but other than that um that sounds fantastic (laughs) Uh, yeah i actually really like the sign of that and i'm really down because i also hear that they want to save the um the Kane and Takeshita match for All Out. So I can definitely oh, yeah. see this being the plan, man. And I, I think this might be the better course of action, man. I really like the side of that. Because you got to get Hangman on All In. You have to. He is literally your your goat in that company. You have to get the man at All In. And I like this a lot. 100%. Yeah, there's no way you leave him off. There's no way you leave Jay White off. Obviously, there's no way you leave Omega off. Um, Yeah, there, there's, there's no way you leave... Um, more specifically, Kenny, Hangman, and Jay White. There's no way you leave those three names. Uh, and if this match gets all three of them in, I think this could really be a standout banger of a six-man tag match for all in, man. So should be pretty good. Really good. Yeah, man. So jumping back over to WWE for a couple more stories. Um, well... Well, actually, we can stay on AEW for, for just a couple more. We only have two more for them. So, full gear. Full gear, man. So, Sean Sapp reported behind Fightful's paywall. That AEW Full Gear is going down in L.A. They will hold the event on November 18th. Um, they will uh, they will hold the event on November 18th from the Kia Forum in L.A. Faithful's Elect has confirmed that the traditional November pay-per-view event for All Elite Wrestling is headed to the West Coast. Sources with knowledge of the situation stated that AEW Full Gear is currently slated for the Kia Forum in Los Angeles, California. Love the location. I've been waiting for them to go to L.A. for a pay-per-view. 
for a minute. That's what I heard. Uh, on Saturday, November 18th, on internal calendars, this would cause an adjustment to collision, but we aren't sure how yet. We've heard we've heard that fairly recently the pay-per-view was actually discussed for that Sunday. There were some surprise people in relation to it being on the calendar for November 19th as the Jacksonville Jaguars have a home game against the Tennessee Titans that day. In the past, AEW avoided scheduling pay-per-view events on Sundays with Tony Khan noting that as an NFL owner, he did not want to compete against himself. In addition... To full gear at the forum, we've heard that Dynamite Prior Days will be in uh, Ontario, California. Look at that, man. Hell yeah, I like the sound of that. Definitely, bro, but my thing is, how the hell? My thing is, what in the world do you do with Collision? Like, what What the fuck happens to Collision? Do you you put it on a Friday? With Rampage, do you? I don't. I don't know what the fuck you do with that show uh, for that Ooh. Saturday, and I don't know why you just don't put it on a Sunday. No, exactly. I guess you know Tony Khan doesn't want to compete with himself, but you're competing yourself if you put it on Saturday because you have Collision. You have to decide what you do with that anyway. So what the fuck? And I'm sorry, Tony Khan. I'm not going to watch fucking soccer over an AEW show. I'm not. No wrestling fan is. So you're not competing with yourself. Those are two totally different fucking interests of people. Yeah. Um, but um, they could just not do Collision that week. They could put it on Friday. They could um, maybe they have it at a way earlier start time and make it like the pre-show in a way. Maybe. Who knows? But yeah, this is why... I've said this every fucking week since it's been since it's been in fucking the news. Collision should have been on Friday. It's it's the end of the day. It should have been on Friday, but they could do a couple of things. But I have no clue what they're gonna do. Oh, Tony Khan is changing next week's Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday shows to AEW Fight for the Fallen because of the uh, fires in Maui. So he wants to provide assistance. Look at that. Good old good guy Tony Khan, man. Good guy Khan. You love to see it. Mm, That's nice of him. It's really awesome, though. Respect Tony Khan, man. If only he had that much gear in booking. (sighs) Yeah, man. So, yeah, I don't know what the hell they're going to do with Collision, but... Yeah, I mean, either either way, you're you're gonna have to do something with one of your shows, and I mean, dude, you have a fucking Jaguars game. Uh, I, I, it is what it is, bro. I don't think any wrestling, I don't think any wrestling fans, um, are gonna watch a fucking Jacksonville Jaguar. Do Jacksonville Jaguars even have any fans? Have you ever met anyone that's a fucking Jacksonville no. Jaguars fan? I mean, seriously, and. You know, I mean, it's a, it is what it is. It's one game. It's one fucking game. It, oh, oh well, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'll give them their props. They, 
at least they kind of looked a little promised from what I can remember. Like, didn't they like make it into the playoffs for the first time in forever last year? So I guess I guess they're they're headed the right way. Hopefully. Yeah, look, look at that, man. Maybe they might win something this year, man. You never know. So WWE can go ahead and send them that souvenir belt. I want that solely for that, man. Solely for that. Me too. I need WWE to send them. Oh, do they have fans now? Look at that. See, a lot of change. A lot has changed. A lot has changed, man. In the in, in the in the Jaguars uh, fan base, I guess. Um, look wow. at that. So, Tony Khan and Cody Rhodes have an agreement not to reveal details about his AEW exit. Good lord. The Wrestling Observer Just... Newsletter made a mention mm-hmm. about what Cody Rhodes said in his AEW departure. It was also noted that there was an agreement between Tony Khan and Cody Rhodes that prohibited Rhodes from speaking about exactly why he left. As expected, because of the agreement made with Tony Khan and Cody Rhodes when he left, there were no real details about why he left WWE in the about why he left AEW in the WWE produced documentary. Uh, that came out on July 31st. That's actually the furthest he said about it. Uh, although he said many times, uh, he said many times about rumors involved with the Young Bucks. They had nothing to do with that. There's no arguing. It ended up in the right career move for him. Um, one of his best um, for him, and one of the best moves WWE has made because he's been a major part of their business. Turning alongside the bloodline, Sami Zayn, Paul Levesque, um, Paul Levesque taking taking over the bulk of the work as head of creative, and a lot of those things were a part of the groundswell. Paul Levesque essentially said Rhodes left because he didn't want to be champion of a secondary promotion. Fucking Triple H, man. He's always got he's always got to throw out those shots for killing NXT, man. Oh, dude, he'll, he'll always hold that fucking grudge, man. He really will, man. But it's interesting, man. I mean, the f- one thing I never get understood about situations like this, the fans will stop asking you questions and bugging you if you just told them what happened. Like, who do you think is going to happen? People are going to fucking riot in the streets at you or Tony Cotton? They fucking left the company? Just tell people, and then they'll stop asking you. But um, it's interesting to see... What happened, man? I have no clue. Definitely, bro. Definitely, man. So, yeah, and that's that's, um, yeah. With with them putting an agreement in place, I could see I could see maybe this being something where uh, maybe Tony wants to cover his tracks a little bit. Maybe he doesn't want something to get out. Um, uh, even though I feel like it already did, because I feel like it had a lot to do with him taking creative control away from the elite. Um. You know, I think it has a lot to do with that. And I also think Cody just didn't think Tony really valued him like he once did. But Cody made himself incredibly hard to work with. Not obviously not in a backstage capacity, but in terms of like a booking standpoint. Okay, here you have a top guy that can never win a world championship. So what does this top guy fight for? What? Do you know how hard that is to work with when you're booking your show? Like, come on. Like, 
he, like you said, he was literally on TV while it was impossible to fucking use. Because the Codyverse was a fucking thing. And dude was, one week he was fucking putting his boots up. And then the next week he's fucking putting himself through a flaming table just to get over again. Dude, dude was going nuts. Dude was literally losing his fucking mind creatively. What do you do with that? You don't do anything. And he booked himself out of the world title. So what are you, you going to do? And he didn't want to turn heel. <laughs> what are you going to do with the fucking guy? No shit, I take creative control. What the fuck did you do to yourself? Um, and I think Cody realized it at, at the point. Because I remember when he returned. He, I think there was an interview where he was talking about how he never wants to do, you know, um, you know, EVP type role again. Because he said it himself, he's too selfish. And he's just wouldn't be able to make it work. And he didn't. But, um, it's interesting, man. It's interesting. Crazy situation, that is. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, now he's put himself in this, now he's put himself in this hat of, uh, now he's put himself, now he's thrown his name in the hat of one of these guys that doesn't want to turn heel. Like, uh, like Bianca Belair. Like, do, okay, do you guys not want to fucking turn heel or do you just not want to take any risks with your character? Like, dude, look at what that fucking did for Hulk Hogan. I mean, seriously, look at it. Look at what they did for that. Like, dude, why are you guys so afraid to take risks with your character? Like, Cody, the only th the thing that Cody does have, and it's like, the, the, the thing, I mean, it is correct about Cody. Like, yes, the kids love him. Like, he's very John Cena-esque. Like, you gotta be an idiot not to realize that. He's very John Cena-esque. He's not John Cena, but he's John Cena-esque. But, I mean, dude... It especially pisses me off in Bianca Belair's case because it's like, bro, at this point, you guys yeah, just don't want at this point. You guys just don't want to turn heel just because like, dude, look, take risks with your character, bro. Please. Exact people that never are willing to change up their characters or evolve are either stuck in their ways, lazy or uncreative. And with Cody, he's stuck in his ways. Dude, you have to evolve. You have to change. You of all people should know that. Like, he was talking about on the media scrum how, you know, some people find their thing instantly and it took them years. Nobody ever has their thing. Their thing always changes through time. Yeah. You had your thing and it changed. You had to turn heel and you didn't. So you were able to do the thing you wanted to do for a less intelligent audience. But even eventually this audience is going to grow just as tired of you as the AEW one did. And guess what they're going to want you to do? Be a bad guy. Look at the New Day. And Look at what not exactly. taking risks with their character did. Those guys are... They, I, they're so still. I, I, I love the New Day. I do. They're one, of the, they're one of the great tag teams. But, dude, those guys are, like... I feel nothing when I see them. And that sucks because I love both of them. I love Kofi and I love Woods. But that is like, that is as stale as an act can ever get. Seriously. No, exactly, man. If you are not willing to evolve your character, you, you got no, no business doing, doing nothing because you're going to be the same boring thing your whole career, man. And that's not the way to go, man. You gotta involve your character. If you're not willing to do that, you're not willing to be a top guy. Um, Look at what Cody's Roman not, Reigns did. You know, Look at the risk exactly. he took. Look at the risk Roman Reigns took 
and look at where it landed him. If you ask me, when you talk about goats in professional wrestling, he he's up there. Like he's de- he's definitely on a mount like those Mount Rushmores of like just the most popular like money makers in WWE, like some of the greatest WWE's ever seen. You know, people always mention the four names, right? The the Mount Rushmore, Hogan, Rock, Austin, and Cena. Roman Reigns replaced one of them. I don't know which one, but he did. If you ask me, because he took a risk. Like, exactly, man. Exactly. Dude went from being basically what Cody thinks he is. You know, the John Cena, the good guy, the one the kids love, to literally the final boss, the bad guy in the whole the whole thing. And, and it's the best thing in this company. Cody Rhodes could easily do that himself. Cody, as a heel, is my preferred Cody Rhodes. Dude, he's a prick, and I love it. He is literally Homelander, and that's the perfect version of Cody to be. But he's not willing to, to, to do it for, for some and, reason. And and that's the thing with, with Cody and AEW, because our friend brought up a great point when he said he said he liked Cody and WWE better um, because Cody and AEW was corny and he sucked. <laughs> but in WWE, he's corny and he's booked good, <laughs> um, <laughs> which which is true. But the thing is, if I would I would absolutely love to see him go back to AEW if he would just turn heel i think it would make up for all of his corniness like imagine he comes back and he celebrates with the elite and they're on top of the world because they're all fucking back together and he like turns on adam page or like if adam page was like the world champ or something like that or one of those elite guys that shit would be amazing but even in wwe you got a lot of story to tell there too with him as a heel you do yeah he can be pissed at everybody for the way they treated him. Yes. The way they treated him now, before and after his return. He has all the reasons to be a bad guy. Like, and it, it would be awesome, dude. Hey, Bell, how's it going? What's up, Bell? How you doing? Yeah, but I mean, in bo- literally, dude, in both companies, man, he had, like, in WWE, this man could just be fucking pissed about fucking Paul Levesque and fucking he could be pissed about how they treated his dad and how they treated his brother and all this other, how they, how they perceived the Rhodes name. And then in AEW, they, I've never seen a crowd turn on Cody like AEW. Like that's just, we were throwing belts back at the man. So, I mean, it's like, he's got a lot, he's got a lot, he's got a lot in both. Um, per, Personally, um, personally, I, I, I just like his presentation more in WWE, but that's not to say I, I don't like him in AEW. I just think I prefer WWE better, um, for me. And he's got a lot of reason in both company. Now that doesn't mean I'm going to hate him if he goes back to AEW. It is what it is. Um, I also like his WWE figures better, but that's just me. Um, you know how it is. (laughs) One thing we always bring up about Cody, although I I do love him in AEW. I think heel AEW Cody could be peak. One thing is he's, he's a diamond in a haystack in, in, WWE, in the WWE, man. It's like fucking 
night and day between him and half of that roster. But for AEW, he, he he's a diamond in a jewelry store, man. It, it's it's he's not as special. He's way more special yeah. as a talent in WWE because he's far leagues above a lot of their roster. Hmm. That I, I probably would keep him in WWE if if I could, just because I think he'd be able to have more opportunities there. Just because you know he he's better than a lot of that roster, and can't say the same for WWE for AEW for me. Yeah, and and Cody's very like Cody. Cody's a Cody's a very uh he has a very sports entertainment feel. You know what he I mean? Does. So like he doesn't really exude that like indie spirit. At least not no, anymore. I feel not like either. he used to at one point, but I don't know what happened oh. to it. Once he got that taste of television, that man just went full Cody verse immediately, just right back to being a sports entertainer. Um, so no, exactly. shit, maybe like, may, maybe he'll fit right into the fucking Jericho Appreciation Society, sports entertainers. He, he very well might. He created his own. He created the Cody Appreciation Society. Oh, I um, love that. Oh, dude would eat that shit up, man. They appreciate me. Oh, um, oh, no, don't put him in a group with anything with as a word. Don't put it in, God, dude, no. You can't... Fucking, oh, they appreciate me in the Cody society. Oh, my God. <laughs> don't put him in anything with a C in it. Do not. No, you're an ass man. Because that man just fucking... Man just glyphs or lisp. Well, we just go crazy, man. But Cody... Cody's a crazy case, man. He can really work anywhere. It just depends on... On him. just other factors. Him. It, it's really just depends on him. Yeah. How's he feeling? And at this point, <laughs> I guess he's he on his... <laughs> how Cody... How Cody's feeling, man. You know, him and his feelings... But, he, you know, he's Mr. Good Guy, Goody Two-Shoes Cody. He doesn't want to be a bad guy for some reason. And I think if that's the case, he should just stay in WWE for the rest of his life. If he just wants to be a good guy for the rest of his yeah, life. Yeah, because if he, wants to, if he wants to be a good guy for the rest of his career, the only place that's a, that is going to have a chance of war. The only place that's going to work in w, is WWE because their audience is very uh, kid-friendly. So they're, they're, they're going to love him. Exactly. So even if it gets to a point in WWE where like are gonna like the teenagers and the men hate them, the fans and the women will still love the fucking guy, just like Roman. But um, if he if he would go to bed to AEW, then whole exactly like Cena, even the fucking kids hated that motherfucker in AEW. So he would have no chance of survival of going back to that company as a babyface. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, definitely, bro. So, enough of that. Enough of our Cody rant. I don't even know how the fu- oh the Cody and Tony Khan agreement. Uh well, you want to hear something that's gonna get your blood boiling, man? All right, the yeah, Judgment God. Day. You know where this is going. You know where this is going, bro. During the Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez uh, went over this week's Monday Night Raw. That is when Alvarez made an observation that it appears J.D. McDonough is going to 
uh, is going to join Judgment Day as Damian Priest makes his way out of the faction. He says it looks like JD is going to be replacing Damian Priest in the Judgment Day when the big split goes down. What the fuck? These garbage, dude. See, these are the kind of things that, like, they get reported, and I I don't want to believe it, because if you look at it logically on television, Damian Priest stays in the group. Finn Balor becomes the prince. He becomes the fucking... Like, Finn is so frustrated. This man's character arc is like fucking Cody Rhodes in 2016. This man needs out. This man needs out of the Judgment Day, bro. Like, that is the way the storyline, like, logically, if you watch the shit on television, is going. Rhea and Dominic are clearly more in the favor of Damian Priest, and the only guy that is on Finn's side isn't even in the fucking group. It's J.D. McDonough. Exactly. So then you just pair those two together as, like, a mentor role-ish. When when he's the prince, like, why would he choose the Judgment Day? Literally, on the pay-per-view, while Damian Priest screwed him out of the title match again, Rhea and Dom were busy just fucking, just caring about each other the whole time. Why would he care about them at that point? It makes no sense. And honestly, like, if you wanted to add a nice little swerve into it, why don't you have JD kick Finn out of the Judgment Day? Exactly. Because that, cause that would solidify the heel status of not only the Judgment Day, but a Damian Priest. Have Damian Priest be the mastermind of that. To exactly. be the one to convince him to turn out his mentor and join the group that they're kicking him out of. That would be awesome. I've been saying it for months, dude, but Damian Priest is not a fucking babyface. He's not no. a fucking babyface. Look at how good he performed. I say this all the time, but Puerto Rico is all I have to say regarding what Dame, what character route Damian Priest should take. That guy is a fucking heel. He is a fucking heel through, through and through. And if you do not see that, I do not know what the fuck you're watching. If you watch 2021 Damian Priest and want to tell me that that is better than what faced Bad Bunny in Puerto Rico, I don't know what to fucking tell you. Finn needs out of this fucking group. Do you know what you have in a babyface Finn Balor capturing a world championship? That man is proven as a babyface. That man is proven as a babyface. And Damian Priest, bro, that man is proven as a fucking heel. We already tried the babyface thing with him, and it didn't click in NXT, and it sure as shit isn't, didn't click on the main roster. We tried the shit. And NXT was under Triple H at the time. If it didn't fucking work then, it's not gonna fucking work now. It's just not. Damian no, exactly. Priest doesn't exude somebody that the fans want to cheer for. The Prince... That is a badass guy that I think the fans would fucking absolutely resonate with. That's just oh, me. hundred percent. Dude had every reason to be. Dude, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Finn Balor is the baby face in this whole storyline. Dude got injured fucking seven years ago. And how he's back. And he's getting fucked over by his friend for no reason. But They're setting come up. On. 
a great babyface run for this man. And you're going to turn him back heel for Damian Priest to run babyface? Come on, bro. Babyface cheeks, bro. I don't give a fuck. This, again, this is something I don't want to believe because just look what you're watching on television. Use your eyeballs. And I don't know how Alvarez gets this out of the situation. But knowing WWE and how big they are on Damian Priest and he told him... And, and you know, the, the, the one route I could see them going with this is JD told Damian Priest he needs to get rid of the briefcase. Damian Priest isn't going to want to do that, so they're going to get rid of him. I could easily see that being the way, and it just makes no fucking sense, dude. It makes no sense. It makes, like, I, I don't understand where they think they're going with this, man. Yes. I hope it goes right, but the way it's looking, it doesn't look too, man. Because Rhea, every time Finn and Damien get in an argument, Finn walks away and Rhea stays with Damien Priest. Like, clearly she's on the man's side. So that means Dominic would technically be leaning towards Priest, too. How the fuck do you get a Finn... How do you, how do you get Finn Balor kicking Damien Priest out of this? How do you get that? Uh, how do you get that outcome out of this situation? How? It makes no sense. And I've been saying this shit since fucking Money in the Bank happened. But I could easily. That is the WWE way to go. Oh well, he's not gonna get rid of the briefcase, so we so we're gonna get rid of him out of the Judgment Day. And off you go with a fu- with a fucking horrible move, if you ask me. Exactly, man. Exactly. It's a horrible move, and I hope they go in a different direction, man. I hope they go in the right direction. (sighs) I don't know, man. So, that's the rumors with the Judgment Day. Hopefully those are not true, because clearly somebody's not... Somebody is writing the story like shit if you get a a Damien Priest babyface run out of this situation. (sighs) <sighs> Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt, man. So Sean Sapp of Fightful reported yesterday that Bray Wyatt's illness was explained to them as not only career-threatening, but life-threatening as well. Um, also from Fightful, Bray Wyatt is already cleared to wrestle and creative ideas for his return have come up. Well, that's good. That last part's very good to see, man. Definitely, man. Definitely. Um, I absolutely hate hearing about anything being life-threatening for anybody, let alone somebody on my Mount Rushmore. I love Bray Wyatt. Um, and it, it it's horrible. It is horrible to see. It is horrible to see. Um, and it's horrible to hear. Uh, that that man, you know, went through anything like that. And what did I say, bro? Just like that Keith Lee situation, um, nobody knows about this shit until afterwards, man. And it truly sucks. Um, but I'm glad that he's better and he's cleared. And I hope we can get him back as soon as possible. And I hope we can get him back in, in the right in the right storyline and, and off to the right right trajectory in his career. Because it was not looking good before he left. But, um... I hope we can pick up on the right track when he comes back. And, um, shit, I mean, if you want to go back to doing the cult leader, do that. Or if you want to just give us what we got 
right after he came back, before the Firefly Funhouse and fucking Boat Alice dressed up in a costume. Um, if you want to give us that, uh, grounded Bray Wyatt, but grounded, peaceful, but conflicted Bray Wyatt. Shit was nice, and it could have went somewhere. So you got that to do as well. Please, no fiend. The fiend is done. Done. Exactly. Please let it, let it, let it rest, man. Let that character rest, and let the man do something grounded. Because I, I think that's not only what the fans want, but he wants to, man. But it's good to hear that he's cleared to come back, and that they're, you know, starting the plans. Hope everything went well, man. Hearing that type of stuff is the worst thing to hear. But um, can't wait to see him back soon, man. I hope I hope everything's all right, man. Definitely, bro. Definitely, man. So with that, for our final two stories, these concern the bloodline as there is internal concern over WWE waiting for Jimmy Uso versus Jit versus Jey Uso match until WrestleMania. I don't know why there's concern because I'm going to present you guys an option that is like the the like the easiest way out of here and it makes things so much easier. But whatever. So WrestleVotes tweeted out saying that there is a lot of people in talk about Jimmy Uso versus Jey Uso at this point, there is also concern that they might not be able to wait until WrestleMania to hold that match. No. Hearing, uh, hearing that, hearing that at least one creative force backstage wants to wait for WrestleMania to do the Uso brother versus Uso brother match. However, it is unlikely at this point. I'm told. I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that 35 weeks. Is too long of a stretch. No shit. (laughs) 35 weeks? Yep. Dude, we'll be on episode fucking unscripted like 204 by then. No shit. Yeah. It'll be 34 weeks? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Fucking dude, that's hilarious. So, first things first. Like, this isn't my... This isn't my my big point I wanted to make. But first things first. If you thought it was going to be that long, why didn't you have Jimmy come back, try to help Jay win, have him lose, and then build tension between those two going into next year? My second option, and it's the the most... I know they want to wait for the first brother versus brother match, but you just can't do that. Trilogy. Have it be the end. Exactly. Do payback. Payback, Jimmy versus Jay. Then you can go on and you can sprinkle some shit into the other matches so it's not Jimmy versus Jay. Maybe you do Jimmy versus Jay versus Solo at um, their October show. Then uh, then you move into Survivor Series. Then you got... um, then you got um, uh, Bloodline Fatal 4-Way. Then you got that. <clears throat> then you got the Royal Rumble match. You could put them both in the Royal Rumble match. Build the tension there. Then you got your Elimination Chamber show. I don't know. Maybe you can run an injury angle or do something on that show. Or have the match supposed to happen, but have Jimmy you know, attack Jane as entrance. Something then you do your final trilogy match at WrestleMania. And WrestleMania is where we see those two fight. 
I would assume Jay wins and then they hug it out afterwards or either that or they don't hug it out and you and you do the whole summer building those two up as you know wanting to get back together and then at SummerSlam you have them do the whole Ambrollins thing or you have them win the tag team titles and through the SummerSlam build they get back together boom 30 fucking seconds just mapped out your next fucking 60 weeks of television or uh, what? Yeah, forty something weeks through the, past Mania till SummerSlam. Boom! In thirty fucking seconds. Exactly, man. Exactly. It, it, no shit. You can't wait. You, you can't fucking wait till Mania to do the first brother versus brother match. Gonna have to do it pretty soon, man. So, like you said, do the trilogy. Sprinkle shit in between it. I would love a bloodline fatal four way. I would love, love the brother it. triple threat. Um, they have a lot they can do still, in my opinion. Um, right. and they should do it, man. But I think Mania being the fa- the final brother versus brother match is probably the best course of action. And um, I'm down to see how it goes, man. I like the sound of it. Um, and I hope they I hope they do it right, man. I hope they do, and I feel like they will, man. I feel like they will. Yeah. Or another option. <laughs> You don't do it at payback. You tell the story of Jay not wanting to fight his brother. You yeah. tell that story. Fastlane. We get to Fastlane. Then you could do the first Jimmy versus Jay. Survivor Series. We get the Fatal 4-Way. Um, Royal Rumble. You put Jimmy and Jay in the Royal Rumble. And then Elimination Chamber. We get the brother triple threat. And then WrestleMania. We get Jimmy versus Jay at WrestleMania one-on-one. That's another way you could do it. Um, And then, like I said, the whole summer you could tell the story of them getting back together. There's a lot more we got left to tell here, and I really hate that people just gave up on it just because Jimmy versus Jay. Like, dude, what'd you guys fucking think was going to happen, bro? Like, honestly, once they gave it away on that Friday of of Solo, uh, of Solo and, and Jay... You know, once once they gave us that match, it, it was all but obvious that the the deciding factor at SummerSlam was going to be Jimmy. I don't know how exactly. people didn't see that coming, but whatever. No, exactly. But I guess no one thought that was going to happen for some reason. But like, come on, man, come on! It was obvious, and this is the obvious course of action, and I, I think they're going the right way, man. And I'm I'm excited to see how this goes, man. I am too. Like Paul Heyman said, I'm very excited to see what they have in the fourth. Exactly, man. Exactly. Just don't ask him about what's next, man. We'll get pissed. Yeah, don't ask him, but you know. Uh, and our final story for today. This one hurts, bro. This will literally. Uh, WWE staying tight-lipped about Roman Reigns' injury. Roman Reigns was hurt in that SummerSlam match. A lot of questions immediately uh, immediately fired all over social media for immediately fired immediately fired all over social media after the news broke. Reigns is still a top name in WWE. <laughs> Obviously. Who the fuck? And 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 he brings a ton of attention to every step of the Bloodline saga. Sean Sapp reported behind Fightful's paywall to confirm that Roman Reigns was hurt during his SummerSlam match. That being said, the company is being very tight-lipped about things. Tuesday morning, 
Wrestling Observer reported that Roman Reigns got hurt early in the match with Jey Uso at SummerSlam. Fightful Select has Vince, has Vince, Fightful Select has since confirmed the news. However, he is still planned for WWE SmackDown this Friday after after SummerSlam. Word came out that Reigns was not advertised for any WWE TV episodes over the next few months. However, we did confirm that Reigns is Reigns was planned. Reigns was planned for this episode's Friday on SmackDown. As of now, uh, there aren't plans for him to miss any. There aren't plans for him to miss any internally scheduled appearances, but that could always change. WWE has not responded to our official inquiries about uh, regarding Roman Reigns. But we've heard the same that Wrestling Observer did uh, hear about early on. Those, uh, There were those who likely would be in the know in a creative capacity for SmackDown who hadn't even heard about the injury until word emerged Tuesday. Exactly. Well, Definitely. first things first, it's very good. He's not set to miss any schedule appearances. He's just going on as... Um, planned uh i uh heard rumors that it was something regarding his hip or his back and i did hear that it happened in that uh the tope spot you could hear jay uso as he was about to run out of the ring you could hear him say watch out joe and you could see roman whisper something to him um so a lot of people are pinpointing that down to the spot where roman got hurt but he's not planned to miss anything um and hey if we need to give them another, if we need to give them three months off television, when they said at WrestleMania 38 that Reigns' shoulder popped in, I feel that's probably a big part of the reason why uh, he was off the whole summer was because they needed yeah. him to go for SummerSlam, um, and he was fine by then. But, um, you know, it doesn't look like he's going to be missing anything. So hopefully, it's not too serious. Um, hopefully, it's not too serious, and it doesn't seem like it. It doesn't seem like it, man. Uh, they did pull him from the media scrum. I'm assuming just be, you know because nobody knew what the hell the injury was at the time. But it looks like you know everything's gonna move on as normal. Um, so that's good. But uh, yeah, man, this this is this is bad news. But it it, it looks to be on the upward trajectory, man. So um, uh, you know, it looks like nothing's too wrong. But uh, it sucks that he got uh, hurt. In the um, uh, in the match to begin with, uh, but yeah, as JT says, he only wrestles on pay per views anyway. So the next time we'll probably see him is at Survivor Series uh, wrestling on a pay per view. Um, is at Survivor Series, so yeah, exactly. It's not that big of a deal anyway, man. He's Roman. He's not fucking. He's not Orange Cassidy. He's not going to be in pointless matches every week. He wrestles when it matters. And um, they're going to make it matter up until Summer uh, SummerSlam Survivors. Dude, one thing I hate about the time between SummerSlam and Survivor Series, I will always call Survivor Series SummerSlam at first. Always. Always. And it pissed me off. It but really I swear to God, man. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, it sucks that he's injured, that I wish him the best, but no need to strip him. I don't think they no. will. I think that would be illogical. And, um... Just wait till uh, just wait till Survivor Series, man. That's what, probably when he would wrestle again, anyway. So, think think they have the obvious plan of action here. Definitely, man. So yeah, bro. That is everything. That is everything we got today on this episode of news for you guys, man. So, 
with that, with that, ladies and gentlemen, that is all the news today for you guys. Great week of the news. You got a bunch of a bunch of loaded stories, man. So I hope you guys did enjoy. We went off on two tangents today: media scrums and Cody Rhodes um, taking risks with his character. So <laughs> that's that, man. So with that, that is going to do it for this edition of the Notorious Hills Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. This has been episode one hundred and seventy-four of the news man and with that it has been always 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 a pleasure for my johnny mayhem and uh sir k and that is going to do it for this edition of the news this has been episode 174 thank you guys so much thank you guys again thank you guys again absolutely bell thank you you know we appreciate you and yeah so yeah definitely got some two definitely got two great tangents there that we went off on so yes man thank Uh, you guys so much we love you guys we appreciate you guys please like comment and subscribe and we will see you guys on monday with notorious unscripted peace Shit. Come to spread the bugger.